Welcome to Cathedral Talk, a podcast about architecture and Minecraft, where we converse to save Notre Dame. So we don't exactly have a rata this time, I think, but we do have sort of appendices to add to the last episode based on our discussion of Cardinals. The birds. The birds. The sports team. Which one? The footballers or the baseballers? Didn't realize there were two. (laughs) (laughs) I think Tom's just guessing that there's a football team called the Cardinals. I don't think there is. No, I actually, I, I, I know that. I actually do know that. I couldn't begin to tell you what city they're from, but I know there are Cardinals. Oh, Arizona. We were uncertain about uh, particularly the nature in which how Cardinals work, and Zach brought up last time the particular rank of Cardinal Deacon. I like the royal we being used in the sentence. Which turned out to be who the presiding person at uh, the Pantheon was in Rome, a Cardinal Deacon. And I was a little surprised because the Pantheon, as extravagant of a building it is and as much historical significance it is, it's not a cathedral. And I was like, you know, I usually thought that cardinals are always bishops. And it turns out that's not quite true. I I went into the weeds a little bit on good old Wikipedia and then a few other sites, and I tried to get a best sense of Catholic hierarchy in terms of how people work. And it is not going to warrant a whole conversation here. Let's just say that much. It's very complicated. But I was, I think, generally correct that there's sort of in parallel the progression from priests to bishops. But then as sort of almost a template on top of that, some, but not all, but some of those priests and bishops can become cardinals. And there's lots of different contingencies as to what can warrant somebody becoming a cardinal. And again, that doesn't then mean they are no longer a priest or bishop. It is just another bullet point, I guess, so to speak, about what their rank is. Is that the the primary thing about a cardinal that's relevant, though, is that they get a vote for Pope? Is that right? Yeah, that still seems to be consistent. And if I understand that correctly, that is, and again, I'm going to get this wrong and maybe we'll need more errata, but... It's from what I could read, it seemed like that all the ranks can participate in the College of Cardinals, with the exception of one particular kind of cardinal. The excommunicated cardinals? No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the cardinals who become like the cardinal emeritus-like people due to like seniority, uh, like I think it's like the age was 80. I have to double check this, but once certain priests and bishops of a certain age become, I think it was 80, then in some cases they become a cardinal, but it's sort of like a cardinal emeritus and they're not considered a cardinal that can become a member of the College of Cardinals that votes for Pope. It's that certain bishops or whatever get promoted to cardinal, but it's not the real cardinal status. It's this honorary. Yeah, the best analogy I can think of, it kind of seems like an honorary doctorate. Like from university, it's like, you're a doctor. You're not really a doctor, but you're a doctor kind of thing. So it's it's not like you actually worked for that PhD. It's just that the university thought you were awesome and 
that they gave you the PhD. I mean, you probably did a lot of other important work. It just wasn't technically a PhD. I stopped listening to you for a second and I came back and I thought you were talking about how uh, PhDs aren't really doctors. You know, like people call them doctors, but they're not really doctors. You know, like doctor doctors. I'm like, oh, that's a nice way to talk about our mother. That's 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 going down a whole different trajectory that I was anticipating. I mean, you guys do know that doctor just means something like teacher, right? Fancy teacher. That is, if it does mean just teacher, that is a weird that we our primary usages in the medical doctor context. Teaching me about my body. Well, there's surgeon and physician. But doctor is the is the catch-all. Yeah, but they're they're teaching you about your health. About my own health of my own body. So could I be a doctor of interior design if I teach you about how to design your room better, Zach? No, I, I, these things are accredited. Yeah, if you have an accredited institution. Yeah. Now the question is who then gives the accreditation to the accreditors? The government. Other accreditation. Schools can lose their accreditation. Sometimes rightfully so. Yep. One last thing I was just going to say about cardinals that it does generally seem that most cardinals are also bishops, but not all. There actually were some exceptions. Uh, it does seem that some priests also become cardinals, and generally those, I think, are the cardinal deacons. All the cardinals themselves have ranks, too. I guess like I guess if you took all the cardinals in the College of Cardinals, they do have a very particular order of rank. The lowest level is in generally the classification as cardinal deacon. And again, those can be bishops. They can also be priests in some cases. Precisely into the nature of how you become one is beyond the scope of my understanding I would need to do a lot more research there. But I think just to suffice it to stay, uh, there's lots of kinds of cardinals out there. And just to say that they are exclusively bishops was not correct. Addendum accepted. Does Zach feel mollified? Like a good mollified wine. Like a good mollusk. Exactly. I'll say one last thing that was especially confusing about this whole thing is that the, the three classes of cardinals from what I, again, read here on Wikipedia and other places, uh, is that there's cardinal deacons, which was the lowest level of cardinal, and then there was cardinal priests, and then there was cardinal bishops. And the confusing thing there is it, it seems as though those upper ranks, cardinal priests and cardinal bishops, does not at all align with whether they are a priest or a bishop. It has everything to do with whether or not they can move diagonally. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I could tell David was looking for the chess pun for the longest time and couldn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. In. I'll take credit, but no, that was that was well played, all of you. Oh, it was good. Thank you. Apparently, cardinal priests are often bishops, which is confusing because again, priests could also become cardinals. Now I'm just trying to figure out how to get rook in here. Um, and then the cardinal bishops are like the senior senior cardinals who are pretty rare and i think that probably includes a mixture of like archbishops and other peoples but it's it's quite confusing but again i think generally speaking unless you're in that sort of emeritus category i think in general the bulk of them do still vote as the college of cardinals so uh it's it's for the pope I'm sure I may got one detail in that very rambly bit of data there as sort of a addendum to what we were talking about. But uh, I hope that was at least more accurate than anything I said in the last episode. So this is uh, related to your earlier question, David. Do you know how many um, cathedrals or basilicas raise crows or any other from the Corvus family? What? 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 Do, do do people in cathedrals and basilicas raise crows? 
or anything else in the crow family. You mean with like a lift? No, like rear, bring up from childhood. This is leading somewhere that I don't understand and I don't know how to help set you up. Now I'm really scared. It's a pretty simple question. Are we talking about the bird? The bird. The bird. Yeah, the bird. Yeah. Oh, is this a cardinal joke? No, it's not a cardinal joke. Okay. Huh. No, just say no. We don't know, Zach. You don't know? No. Because if they did, those crows are rooks. There it is. And the nursery is a rookery. There it is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. That's going to take so much editing. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's fine. That can all stay in. <laughs> David was wondering where rooks came into all this. That was it's just a simple question. Do they raise rooks? I was like, with an elevator? <laughs> All I could think was homing pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not a corvus, but you know. I don't even, I don't know the word corvus. It's the family. It's the crow. I've never even heard that word before. (sighs) We're going to be doing a vocabulary lesson later. So Pope things. Pope things. Uh, Can only, can a Pope only come from the College of Cardinals? That's right, right? Uh, Well, this now I'm just, I, I didn't even read about that, but. This just going off of good old Dan Brown. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) The authority. According to Dan Brown, technically the College of Cardinals can elevate anyone to Pope if they are so moved to do so. Why had that stuck in your brain? But they never will. I mean, it's like the U.S. House Speaker doesn't technically have to be a member of the U.S. House, but uh, every new Congress, new names get put forward, but that's never going to happen. Right. Supreme Court justices don't have to be from the same three Ivy League schools for the past hundred years either. Well, no, that's a a requirement. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's two. Two? Is it really? I think it's Harvard and Columbia for like easily 70% of the last 30 or 40 justices, something like that. I don't know. I'm probably (laughs) over-exaggerating that, but it is quite high. Today, I had to tell Tom that the infrastructure bill passed or was signed into law on Monday. Well, it's good he learned it from an authoritative source. He has in his phone a folder labeled no, which is where he puts his news apps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why even have them installed? I was, no, it was, it was bookmarks, but it it, it was, uh, it was, I, I, I figure one day I might want them. Maybe today's that day, but, uh, I, I, I think generally I have been a saner person just assuming that I don't need to read the news. So yeah. Get all your news from David. I do. (laughs) He does. Quite literally, and to a larger extent than even I realized. There are an asteroid heading for us right now. Oh, speaking of which, Uh, there's an excellent, I'm really excited, new Netflix movie. Don't Look Up. Yeah, Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence, a bunch of uh, famous people. That is all about essentially an allegory for climate change, but the allegory is a meteor heading to Earth. And uh, they like discover it and then they go to to see the president played by Meryl Streep and say like, we need to do something about this right now. Uh, it's coming and I you know it's going to kill out all of humanity. And the president's like, we will study and observe this. And they can't get anyone to treat it seriously, just like climate change. Is is this a farce or is this serious? It's a farce. Yeah, it's a farce. It's a farce. Oh, it's a farce. Yeah. I was going to say, the title, Don't Look Up, is just very farce-like sounding. I'm very excited for this movie. Who is the president again? Joe Biden. So, we have, from time to time, talked about gothic lexicon. And for Gothic Lexicon, we have already covered horizontal terminology for the ground plan of Gothic cathedrals. 
We learned primarily how to sort of section off the different wings of a Gothic cathedral and, you know, what they're called. Of course, we talked about the main chamber where most people sit at the bottom of the cruciform. Ground plan is called the nave. The arms of the cruciform are called the transepts. And then the head of the cruciform is called the choir with usually an apse or hemicycle at the top, usually with radiating chapels. And then we have lots of other little pieces of the cathedral. Uh, but, you know, we mostly have just so far talked about how to classify where you might be standing were you to visit one. But, of course, we live in a three-dimensional world. Prove it. I have faith that we live in a three-dimensional world. <laughs> <laughs> and, therefore, uh, we should have more words to describe the verticality of Gothic cathedrals as well. Now, we have actually talked about some of these before which will make this even more fun because we'll see how much David and Zach actually remember from our past conversations. But now we are interested, if you let your eyes slowly work their way up through the interior chamber and bays of a Gothic cathedral, as well as the exterior, how could we classify different things as we ascend the elevation? So once again, David and Zach have a spreadsheet activity which i've assembled and is of course available in our podcast notes oh geez and we are going to have david and zach try to label a transverse cross-section image of a gothic cathedral so why don't you guys pull it up and we should be able to all edit the document together first of all maybe before we try to apply some words here could you guys just describe a little bit for us the image that we see that we are going to be labeling momentarily so it looks like someone went into Amiens and then took a giant hacksaw and cut out a wedge of the cathedral and put it somewhere else. And so it's got everything mm. in there from arches to stained glass to vaulting to buttresses. And it is color coded so that when we choose one of these vocabulary words, we can put it next to the element that word corresponds to on the image. Yep. Did you do the color coordinating? I did do the color coordinating. That's pretty good. I'm getting better at this kind of crap. I uh, took an image from an old book for the particular image, and I cleaned it up with vector graphicking on Adobe Illustrator so I could blow it up super large. And then I actually opened it into Microsoft Word, and then on Microsoft Word they have the image drawer, and I could just draw shapes into the correct spaces with just straight lines and then have it fill the space with a transparency. Probably something I could have also accomplished with Photoshop. But let me tell you, as a public school teacher, if there's one thing I know how to use, it's Microsoft Word. So stick with what you know. Well, every designer listening to this podcast has had a collective heart attack, so we no longer have to deal with any designers listening to our podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just lost another one. Now we're down to 11. 11 what? Listeners? I mean, Tom called them viewers. Oh, okay. So viewers? Did I call them viewers? Did I just do that just now? No, earlier in the podcast. 20 minutes ago. We both bumped on it and said nothing about it. Oh, uh, well. And now that needs to stay in. Okay, fair enough. Because the entire audience bumped on it too. Oh, uh, okay. The audience of viewers. Hey, maybe our, maybe our podcast will be on YouTube at some point. That's something that's in the back of my mind. Well, then this conversation won't make any sense. No, it won't. But few things that we talk about do. Especially Cardinals. So I'm just going to grab oculus because i want to and i'm gonna put it next to the tiny little circular window at the top well i'm 
90% positive that the Triforium is the yellow walkway path of windows right above the main arches. Because uh, we did a Triforium tour at, or rather, I booked a Triforium tour for you mm-hmm. at St. Paul's in London. Good for you for keeping track of that. I mean, because that was a very different kind of cathedral, although it sort of had its own Triforium. Yeah. Yeah. I was, there was a small chance it was this red part up here, but I'm pretty sure it was the yellow. Okay. All right. I'm going to choose diagonal rib to be the part of the ribbing that goes diagonally. I don't eat meat anymore. By the way, I will say that when you see a repeat of a color, that's not meant to be anything. I just was running out of colors. The colors are just simply meant to be discrete sections and each separate section of color should have one word i would guess the webbing would be the things in between the ribs so it would be like the bat wing this brown part Mm. probably zach what's the difference oh is there another rib because there's this green rib back there transverse rib that's the one that i put down don't take credit for it no no no, i didn't know (laughs) you get credit for ribs i don't eat ribs i eat ribs i know i've tried to stop you Tom says the word clearstory. He says that word a lot. I usually glaze over when he does, so I don't actually really remember where that one is. I think it's in reference to windows. Yeah, clearstory windows. It might be these red ones way up here. Might move that one, but putting that one tentatively there. Um, The main arcade is where the video games are. You need space for your video games, so that's this walkway area. The capital is the top of this pillar. All right, you taught me this. That one was on a previous episode. The flying buttress. Ooh, oh, yes, this we know. Put outside the building, uh, connecting the buttress to the building. Oh, well, you've named the other thing. You should put that on then too. I don't know if the buttress is this one or this one though. Well, if one of them's buttress and one of them's buttress pier, pier is probably the thing on top right it's like the pier that the flying buttress attaches to so this guy probably and then there's just a regular pier the buttress pier could be the green thing on top of that well then what would the pier be yeah i don't that i'm not sure (laughs) i'm gonna go pier with green that's that's a reasonable guess enough (laughs) um the finial is a combination of letters put incorrectly (laughs) i don't think we i think this this purple we didn't do where the two ribs meet. Yeah, two ribs meet, and then the green area above the arcade arch. These are all random words now. Mullions. Now, if you guys use your noodle, you can figure out that purple connection. Well, I could if spandrel, mullion, or springing were real words, but you clearly made these up. So, <laughs> spandrel's a type of dog. <laughs> mullion is a type of meat made out of dog. Um... <laughs> And springing is what dogs do. I will point out that there is a slightly darker blue tiny circle at the top of one of those ribs you've labeled. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm just going to call that one the boss. Like final, he's got to do boss last. Final boss. Oh, no, that's the finial boss. Ah, oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> Uh, okay, then we will randomly put the, the meat made out of dog above the arcade arch. We will randomly put the springing there to, oh, um, okay. Uh, means the spandrel is the rib connector. That one's pure guesswork. 
Yeah. I mean, the last mm-hmm. five of them were just, let's just put something somewhere. I think we did better than the last time we did this. That time we got like 30%. I would agree. You guys have been considerably better this time than last time. Oh, wait. The capital. Capital's the thing at the very top, isn't it? No. What did you What did you label? Oh, sorry. It's the pure thing. Okay. No, you're good. You're right. It looked like you just put it in a big empty space. I, I am watching you guys do this right now, and I am so proud. You guys have come so far. I really want you both to just stand at your desks right now and say, oh, captain, my captain. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to say that about yourself. <laughs> I think if we chose to do it, we could do it, and then there'd be a nice moment. But it's a little egotistical on your part. I mean, look, I, public school, <laughs> we public school teachers, we need all the ego we can get. You just dream for the moment where you're, you've just been wanting your students. Hey, wait, that's right. Your students listen to this now. Tom, students, get on your desks. Yes, you. This That particular student from last time, if you're get still on. listening, get, get on, on your desk. Get on your desk. Tom said you're allowed to stand on your desk during class. Please don't stand on your desk. It's super dangerous and you'd probably hurt yourself and Tom will get in trouble for it. Which is all the more reason to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm definitely going to help you with the editing on this one. You guys did pretty great on this activity. I, I'm quite proud. And I, I want to give a big congratulations to the three most important terms on this list that you got all three correct. Because there's principally three different tiers of elevation in most Gothic cathedrals. And you got them all. The first lowest level, which if you were looking at the ground plan, which includes the aisles that flank the central nave with the big columns or what are actually called, this is a word that you got wrong, sorry, piers, those large piers or columns section off what's called the main arcade. So you guys got that right. That big lowest section with the columns. It's called the main arcade. And in general, in Gothic architecture, an arcade is always just sort of referring to a columned off section. So it's not the only arcade. In fact, you could call the next section above as saying it has a tiny little arcade of tiny little columns. Uh, But sort of the main arcade, or if somebody's calling the arcade, they are referring to this lowest section here uh, on the cathedral. Doesn't arcade have something, like, in Latin, have something to do with, like, being able to walk? Uh, That would, possibly, I'd have to double check, but um, that would make a lot of sense, because, again, the arcade sections off from the nave, where people sit in their seats, uh, the side aisles, which are entirely designed for flow of traffic, so people can uh, enter and exit the cathedral and join the congregation or leave. And then we've got the middle level too, David, and I'm quite glad you got this one, the Triforium. Now, I have a few interesting addendums about the Triforium, which I'm going to come back to in a little bit. But the Triforium is this interesting mid-level that exists between the lower level of the cathedral called the Main Arcade and the upper level. And you guys also got the upper level correct too, the Clearstory, with the giant windows usually of lots of stained glass, very elegant, where most of the light is entering the large chamber of the cathedral. But again, it's that triforium that's sort of that interesting wedge in between the two. And I think out of these three different elements, the main arcade, the triforium, and the clerestory, the triforium is what's gone through the most evolution over one building to the next to the next. Triforiums have been imagined and reconceptualized very different building to building. And the one you see here is one of the later ones, because this is a cross-section of Amiens. But even Wait, if pause you- pause there. 
Did Zach, did you actually recognize that this was Amien based on that, or was that a guess? Did you scroll down on the image? Yeah, it had it, had it below. It is, in fact, labeled. Moving on. Uh, I was going to be so proud of you. Well, I can read. <laughs> you should be proud of that. Okay, I am a little proud of you. Thank That's you. That's a good point. Thank you. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also figured out how to open up the recording software so we could record this podcast. So I'm also proud of that. Well, I have Tom walk me through that every time. At Amien... The Triforium itself has evolved from section to section because different parts of the building, of course, were built during different decades in its lifetime. So if you go to some parts of the Triforium at Amiens, in the nave, the older part of the cathedral, you just have a dark Triforium with no windows. So it's just this dark little passage between the main arcade and the clerestory. But if you go to the east end of the cathedral at the choir and the apse, which was actually built later at Amiens, a bit unusual for cathedrals. That is a section where the architects innovated more and they worked in more windows and more light. And so it's just interesting to see that they were always interested in sort of figuring out what they could exactly do with that Triforium. Because one issue right now, as you can see, there is a roof pitched on the outside right next against the Triforium. And so if that roof is there right now, there'd be no point in putting windows in it because there'd be nothing to look at but the backside of a roof. So later on at other places or at other sections on the end, they figured out how to work out the roof differently so that they could work in some extra windows there. Now, there, most of these are, in fact, correct, guys. You actually got most of these correct. I imagine you could guess which ones are probably the most likely incorrect. Do you have a guess there? Springing. Springing. I mean, what does springing sound to you like? Spring. What, what on this diagram appears to be just springing out of nowhere? The thing that I labeled. There's no other growth anywhere around there, just popping out of the, the base. Oh, contraire. What did you label as spandrel? The places where the ribs connect. The rib connectors. Right. You see, those were the place where the ribs jet out from the wall to create the arches of the vault. Uh, that's the springing. So spandrel we'll have to put somewhere else. That was literally that was literally just named after because they they're claiming that they're springing out of the wall. Yeah, I mean at least as far as I know. That's dumb. So springing refers to where your ribs are, and while we're talking about ribs, they spring from the walls. You got the transverse and diagonal ribs correct. Good job. Again, usually you have these diagonal ribs that connect opposite corners of a bay of a cathedral that crisscross in the center. And at the top of that crisscross, you also had this correct. I'm glad you didn't change it, is the boss stone. The boss stone that sort of holds the whole vault together because with that stone, uh, everything's resting against it on all sides. And then the transverse rib, yeah, that's this is a transverse cross-section of the cathedral. So that is just sort of lined up with the particular way that this image has been cut. Side to side. Yeah. And webbing too was also correct. Webbing refers to the mixture of small little stones lined up together as well as mortar and even concrete that is poured at the top of the dome that sort of solidifies the whole stone vault structure so that once the wooden lagging is pulled away, that's sort of the wooden frame that the vault rests on while it's drying after it's been created. Uh, hopefully once they pull that wood away, the vault stays up because those ribs and those uh, webbings of stone all hold themselves together. That's yeah, a very technical answer, but I think it's just because it's the same the webbing in your fingers looks very similar to the webbing in the ribs. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a pretty apt description there. It looks like bat wings. Mm -hmm. 
This one I feel like you should have gotten, and I'm surprised that you didn't quite get it because I've said it several times, but the peer, you heard what I said a moment ago about the peer? Uh, it's just another word for column, isn't it? Yeah, it's just another word for column, and you've got your main columns below, so move that spandrel word out of there. It's supposed to be peer for these, just the main columns of the arcade. Got thrown by the buttress peer yeah. having a the word in it. Your, your instincts were correct that the buttress pier is correct. You can uh, kind of imagine that that is just sort of an exterior column that's rising up from the buttress itself, which you also have correct, which is attached to the wall, holding up the base of the wall. And the flying buttress too, which is extending from the top of the clearstery where the high vault connects with the clearstery. And then the flying buttress captures that weight as the stress of the vault presses against the sides of the walls and it transfers that weight into the buttress pier and then in turn into the lower buttress below. What we, I, I was expecting this one to be tricky, but at the very top of the buttress pier, you have the sort of spiky bit. And it's actually not entirely decorative. It is actually an important feature. Uh, the decorative bit also is made of stone, therefore it's very heavy. And it is called the pinnacle. The green part there, that's actually the pinnacle. And the very, very tip top of the pinnacle is actually the finial. Finial feels like there should be a joke. Nope. 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 Moving on. Nope. Moving on. And I think that leaves us with just about left. What's left here? We got that little red line. You got the oculus correct. That makes sense. That's just the circular top of the clearstory window. Also the name of my VR headset over there. Yeah. And you are also correct about the shaft. The shaft is just so so the piers are usually called compound piers because it's not just a single circular base or a circular shape as you rise up the the side of the column. And at least that's true for Amiens here. It's actually different at Notre Dame. Notre Dame has cylindrical or circular piers. But here, this is a compound pier because it's not just a cylinder. It's got these sort of smaller side kind of cylinders that rest against the sides. And one of those against the exterior of the tall wall of the nave just continues upwards past the arcade, through the triforium, all the way up to the clearstory. So it just sort of breaks up the vertical space with these nice even lines as you sort of transition from the columns to the walls. And yes, that's the shaft. Slash respond. Yes, I and you know, that's true. I, I In most places I found that it was called a shaft, but in some places I heard that it was also called a respond and there might be a slight discrepancy between shaft and respond. It definitely seems like there's a lot of overlap between those two words, but frankly, I just couldn't find enough sources to really justify the difference uh, or which one was more accurate. So I just sort of said, let's lump them together for now. Pretty darn sure that shaft is correct. And then um, the mullion is the little red highlighted section of the clearstory window that separates the panes of glass vertically. And it just gives structure to that clearstory window. And I think that's about it. Did we miss anything? What did you say spandrel was? It's the stuff above the arch. Oh, sorry, the spandrel. Spandrel is the connection between the arch and the triforium, it's just the stone filling. It's basically filling between the arch and the next level up, like at the triforium. So essentially, Joe Spandrel looked around, figured out what didn't already have a name, and decided to name that little random section after himself. They just had to have a name for everything, yes. Joe Spandrel. Joe Spandrel. And that pretty much breaks up our description of the different vertical elements of a Gothic cathedral. And again, you can find this illustration with our show notes or on our website. 
I did want to point something out, though, again, a moment ago about the Triforium, because like I said, I think out of all the elements here, the Triforium is something that has really evolved over time. And like you said, what you see here is a slightly more later version of a Triforium. And you'll notice it's a very narrow passage and it's, you know, it's really just there to break up the space between the main arcade and the clerestory. And, you know, people always try to figure out how can we make it more interesting by adding more windows. But there's actually another tab on our spreadsheet. I have another transverse section of another cathedral. And this is, in fact, the laser scan of Notre Dame. And then why don't you guys just take a moment, try to find some differences between the one that we have on Amiens that we just looked at and then this laser scan. Are we going to do like the scholastic magazines where we have two images and we try to find the differences between the two of them. <laughs> if you want to put them side by side, go for it. Well, this one looks like it's from a video game. <laughs> yes, the the images were produced by a very different medium. One was hand-drawn and one's a laser scan, but continue. The Triforium is not as intricate in its design work as the Amien one. This just looks like it's more columns and arches and not much else going on there. Feels shorter, too, maybe? Maybe it's because of the Clearstory is just so tall in comparison. Clearstory is very tall. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, relatively. Remember, Notre Dame is not as tall as Amiens. Amiens is a gigantic cathedral. Uh, so if you put them side by side, I think generally you'd find Amiens Clearstory is bigger. But proportionally, by image, I can see why you would say that. Yeah. There's more vaulting uh, than I can tell in the Amiens one. Uh, the Notre Dame one has much more vaulting on the sides than That's true. I can tell that the Amiens one has. But that may just be because of the where the cross-section was taken of Amiens. Well, actually, no, your instincts there or your visual analysis is correct. Notre Dame does have a lot more vaulting, um, especially in the main arcade. Notre Dame is a double-aisled cathedral, and Amiens, for the most part, is a single-aisled cathedral. Oh, yeah. So Notre Dame has two aisles below. They are considerably shorter at Notre Dame. Remember, in a past episode, we looked at, you know, the comparison of the heights of the elements, and I encourage anybody to look at, you know, how different in height those main arcades are. But Notre Dame has a lot more square footage with its aisles or its main arcade. Uh, not to say that the vaults are one-to-one. -one. The, the vaults of the Isles of Amiens are still quite large, so I'm not saying that Notre Dame is double, but it's still, it's, it's got a lot of aisle space in Notre Dame. It was just built that way, knowing it was a, Paris was a mega metropolis, even for, you know, the Middle Ages. It was, it was a bustling city. Maybe not a metropolis, but it was a very large and important city in its day. I'll go back to that Triforium, though, Zach, because I think your, your, your gut instinct was right, that there is something quite different about the Triforium at Notre Dame. Aside from the complexity of the design. It's got windows on the outside. Yes. Could you focus a little bit more on that and maybe the shape and the size? There are no windows on the Amiens section that we were looking at. Yep. It's like what we see, like wooden panels, a wooden diagonal wall almost. On Amiens. Yeah, so Amiens has the wooden diagonal roof pitched against the side, at least in that drawing, which was a common technique for how Triforiums were designed, at least for a while there. And Notre Dame doesn't have, at least in this latest incarnation of Notre Dame, doesn't have the diagonal roof. The roofs at Notre Dame are very flat. Yeah. Does it snow very often in Paris? Hmm. 
Yeah, it's a good question. You know, if it snowed more in Paris, would this be a terrible design? And the answer could be quite probably. Yeah, it's a very low pitched roof because they were really trying to optimize more and more windows and more light at Notre Dame. Also, I just wanted to point out what I'm trying to get at is that the whole midsection there, which what we have been calling the Triforium at Notre Dame, is actually a whole bay's worth of space, right? It's an entire vault above the same sized vault below it in the main arcade. And that is a very different fact than what we see at Amiens, because at Amiens, the Triforium is just this tiny, narrow passage that uh, some people would have a hard time squeezing through. But this entire space at the mid-level at Notre Dame is an entirely separate vaulted passage. And in fact, I've seen in some texts, and here we go back to who says what, but some say that it is improper to say that Notre Dame actually has a Triforium. Some texts say that what Notre Dame actually has is not a triforium, but is entire is actually a full gallery that um, kind of like the galleries at a theater. If you were at like a play or an orchestra auditorium or high up in the seats in the higher levels, sometimes those are referred to as a gallery. This whole section, I imagine at one point would have been built, designed to house more seating to seat more people to actually watch the service below, which is something you could not do at the Triforium at Amiens. Now, I don't think this has happened in a very long time, if really, you know, for hundreds of years, uh, only the base level is open to the general public at Notre Dame before the fire. Uh, but clearly that entire separate passageway, which is an entirely vaulted space, was designed to be serviceable and usable for a lot of people because it's quite large in comparison. I was trying to think if I could think of other cathedrals I've been in where that space is usable for seating or something yeah. and not in the National Cathedral. Yeah. The National Cathedral, it's it's got a triforium here in DC. That's true cuz there's that there's that level where they're seating. That's on the transepts though, right? Yeah, so the there are mid levels but those are true balconies like they they may exist yeah. at the same level, but they they're not part of the interior walls. Sure, right. Right, they're just sort of sitting right. underneath some of the rose windows. Yeah, right, 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 right. Which is a bit different. Right. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, while some texts said that it's not really accurate to say that Notre Dame is a triforium, a triforium was again designed as that narrow passage just to break up the space between the arcade and the clerestory, I would still say it is useful to call the mid-tier a triforium at Notre Dame, even if it is built differently. Simply because Triforium is a very specific word. It sort of usually refers to that mid-level. Whereas gallery is a very, this, this definitely can be called a gallery because of its function. But the thing is gallery is general enough that there are other sections in different parts of the cathedral that can also be called galleries. And so it's, it's not as specific as you would want it to be. So I, I almost would classify it as a triforium gallery as opposed to just a triforium maybe some combination of the words with some kind of hyphenation or something i mean i don't really like biology all that much but it kind of the three stacked sections the arcade the triforium the cloistery cloistery is kind of like i think of the three sections on an insect what are they thorax oh gosh i don't know uh zach help me out you know your biology you, you know what i'm talking about all right thorax I was going to say anthrax is another one, but I don't think that's right. That's a band. It's other things too. Thorax. Uh, let's see. Parts of insect. 
Oh, I forgot I don't like looking at insects. (laughs) (laughs) Abdomen. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. Three segments. Oh, no. The thorax consists of three segments. What are the three parts of an insect? Head, thorax, abdomen. There we go. Got there. Woo. I couldn't remember the word head. I was about to say, guess who's bringing Arata to the next episode? (laughs) (laughs) If it's a flying beetle, it's got a flying buttress. Yeah, there you go. If it's a regular beetle, it's got a regular buttress. It's got wings. Yeah. Do some beetles not fly? Paul McCartney. No, Paul McCartney has wings. I got that, sort of. I think I got 75% of that. What? David was wondering which beetle doesn't fly. Does he have wings? So after the Beatles, his band is called Wings. You could have picked any Beatles and you picked the one that actually does have wings. But does he? Well, I mean, he flies, but that's only to get from like venue to venue. He personally doesn't fly. But he does have wings. Does have wings though. But it's like a penguin. Yeah. Does a penguin have wings? Wing flaps. Emus have wings. Emus don't fly. Sure, I thought that emus were yaks. No. It's a confusing time in our life. Ostriches. I mean, ostriches can fly short distances. Can they? Yeah. Huh. Ostriches can fly? I mean, I guess it all depends on what your definition of short is. I mean, I guess I'm flying every time I'm jumping. Are you, though? More errata. More errata. If you say things with question marks, you don't have to errata it. <laughs> Ostriches, emus, cassowaries, ray, and kiwis can't fly. Their puny wings can't possibly lift their heavy bodies off the ground. National Geographic, why do you got to drag these birds? Like, it's got to say. They're just truth tellers. Oh, man. I'm, I'm now mostly curious why you thought ostriches could fly. Be, well, like, it, it's the same kind of idea about, like, the theory for velociraptors. That, like, you just get into the air just a little bit and so you can like lift onto your prey and then like attack them with your claws and then use your your wings as like downforce to bring your prey to the ground it's not so much for you to traverse distance as it is for you to engage in the act of a takedown more effectively anyway what were we talking we were talking about beetles that can't fly that's right yeah yeah like ostriches like ostriches beetles and ostriches some Beatles, like Paul McCartney. You could have named any other Beatles. Ringo Starr. And you picked the one that has wings. But those are the only two alive Beatles, right? The other ones obviously can't fly. Tom Tom feels left out of this conversation because he doesn't know who the Beatles are. <laughs> I was going to bring up one more fact, but I feel like even for me, it's a... Oh, we're way fast. It's a, it's a, really, it's a really hard shift in the other direction. So we'll have to save it for another time. That's okay. I needed like a funny thing to wrap this up. Say something funny. Buttress. <laughs> but. That's it for now. Check out our podcast website at cathedraltalk.fm. There you will find many architectural visuals and Minecraft goodies. If you would like to support our efforts here at Cathedral Talk to aid in the restoration of Notre Dame, please use the direct link on our website to donate to friendsofnotredamedeparis.org. Friends of Notre Dame is a non-profit organization that is leading the international fundraising efforts to rebuild and restore Notre Dame Cathedral. By donating to them through the link at cathedraltalk.fm, we'll know that our podcast is reaching new patrons. As our own Minecraft project progresses, we'll be sure to share plans, screenshots, and videos for your own visual palette. Good day, and happy building.